episode 162 of the All the Books show, where we talk about book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. I guess, I mean, I was gone for the weekend, so it feels like I've been away. Yeah, I've and been yeah. I had some uh, real gross food poisoning on Friday, so, so I missed Friday, Friday yeah. too. So three-day weekend. Yeah, so literally welcome back, Not Nick. Kind of, thank you. Thank Eric's you. been keeping the lights on. Yeah, you have. You have. How are Nobody's things better at how keeping the lights on than this guy. Yeah. It's I, keep, I turn the light you, on. because you're an insomniac. That's you true. <laughs> That's night, true. Somebody's like, hey, let's rob that Nothing place. to brag about. It's 3 a.m. And they yeah. get there, and there I am just Can't like do it. eating a bowl of ice cream, watching... This guy's awake. The Golden the Girls. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was about to say the Vietnam documentary. Oh, yeah. But you suggest the Golden Girls. Yeah, which is funnier, I think. Yeah. I think so, too. That makes sense. Well, it's History Week here at the library. It's also Banned Book Week. So we're going to be talking a little yeah. bit about that, and we're doing a special book club that addresses both. Yeah. So that's that's called synergy. Yeah. We've done this a few times. Yeah, we have. So I can't. We we'll have to find the uh, old episodes. Yeah, I'm we not talked sure. about. I mean, every year we do it every September. So oh yeah, well there you go. Just, Just subtract <laughs> 52 episodes. So <laughs> probably episode 110 and uh, episode 68. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We're going to get into the most challenged books of 2017. So we're not going to talk about all time. We're just going to talk about the ones. Uh, although some of them are perennial favorites yeah. for the old yeah, band books crowd. Back. So, yeah. uh, so good. But twenty seventeen has some them, brand I new guess. stuff. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. I like when they come era. up with the reasons why they're challenges like no, I think we know why you challenge right, yeah. us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the hate you give is like, uh, it's language. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh let's get into the bookmark, huh? Sure. I read uh some good, some weird. Hey, that sounded like I felt that was a little like too kind of me. I was like, sure. Yeah, it Come was. On. It was really. Come on, yeah, Nate. yeah. It was almost. I, I felt like you were a bit of a pushover, hmm. and I lost some respect for you. <laughs> so I hope. I hope you can gain it back. Yeah. I hope that you can gain it back. So I read the following. Oh wait, you're yeah, you're talking about the. Let me do it. Read. Okay. Um, I I was as I mentioned last week. I've been reading Farewell to Arms for our special banned books slash History Awareness Week uh, book club. I got nothing. Which is three thirty on Thursday, the twenty seventh, I believe. And is if the day I of remember. You were loving this. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't, but uh-huh. it won me over. Oh, snap. it was a, pl- a pleasant surprise. Yeah, by mm-hmm. the end, by the end of the book, it it, it gets to a certain point and it kind of switches gears and it becomes mm-hmm. much more engaging and much more exciting, um, and it it won me over. Nice. So yeah, yeah, I would I would say I ended up kind of being a fan. I also watched okay. the movie, the original movie, not the. There's a more recent uh-huh. one. I watched one from the 30s. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Nice. Pretty good. I mean, a little bit of a watered-down adaptation, but still, right. I thought it worked. I thought it was decent. Cool. Um, so I read that. Looking forward to discussing that in the book club. And there's plenty of time to join us. So if you're local, uh, please do that. If you're not local, you can always send us your thoughts uh, on Twitter at All the Book Show. You can email us at wellsville at stls.org or find us on Facebook Woo! at uh, David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, is this the only Hemingway you've ever read? It is. I've only read The Old Man and the Sea. Well, and again, Red that Hot was, Chili Peppers yeah. didn't write a book about or a song about Farewell to Arms. Yeah, so that's true. If they oh, did, how how could you? I also read Farewell to uh, Arms. In, I'm gonna miss you. In qu- that's, that would be the Chili Peppers song. That Pretty was just good. can't stop. Uh, in quite a departure from Farewell to Arms, I read Zero to Hero, number one in Henry Winkler's Ghost Buddy. Two series. questions. Yes. Why? Yes. Second question. Uh, how is this different than Farewell to Arms? Yeah, both both good questions, both <laughs> okay. good questions. Uh, well, I mean, I've always liked Henry Winkler, and I've always sure. thought, oh, I should read his books. And yeah. then he won the Emmy recently. For Barry, and, yeah, a show I watched. Yeah, all and did a funny speech where he, he, he was like, Daddy won, which I thought was hilarious. He is really funny. Yeah, and he is. Bar- Barry gets dark 
and serious and your point where you're like i don't think this is a comedy anymore yeah. but henry winkler is like always on yeah. it's yeah. he's great in he that is. i've never seen something like even stuff that's bad uh-huh. you put henry winkler in and you know you've got a few yeah. good minutes he's you know. the woman who's investigating the murder and it, henry this is barry and barry okay henry winkler is just like chasing after her oh. and he's just like he's just so funny yeah i Anyway, yeah, he's no. You're right. He's I suggest watching guy. Barry for Henry Winkler. I almost the library I worked in bef- uh, when I was a kid really mm-hmm. uh, had a, guest authors occasionally. And Henry Winkler was supposed to come, oh, and I was going to no. meet him and have <laughs> dinner with him, like Whoa. as part of the staff. You know, yeah. Can we do that um, here? Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Great. And it fell through, and I've always been so disappointed by that. Sorry, man. But anyway, you hadn't even seen Happy Days at that point. Yeah. Nick has only just started watching Happy Days for the first time. Oh, yeah, okay. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday have not been Happy Days yeah, for Nick. Thursday, true. Friday, Saturday, forget it. Yeah. Sunday? Well, yeah. starting. W- what it's, what it's a day. <laughs> it's beginning. So he writes... A, Rocking he, all week with you. <laughs> Henry Winkler was was uh, was diagnosed with... Oh, no, Dyslexia. Yes, thank you. You're uh, In his 30s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, was just kind of learning to deal with that and then got into this situation where uh, he was given the opportunity to write books about that. So mm-hmm. he has a primary series that deals uh, with the main character deals with that. And he, he that's been a really popular series adapted into other things. Ghost Buddy uh, is written with the same co-author, Lynn Oliver. Ghost Buddy. And this is just more sort of a goofy. They move into an old house and there's like a ghost kid yeah. who doesn't get to cross over until he like helps someone. When so, you're sad and you're feeling blue. Yeah. Who are you going to call? ghost buddy ghost buddy okay <laughs> all right so i this was on overdrive Sorry. read by henry winkler oh there you go so yeah yeah so this was really fun it it i kind of like i have a soft spot for this like j level uh like this is a spooky book yeah you this know? is very it, the cover looks very 90s yeah it does this is it like does. yeah it this is, is not that old like, whoa but i think this was fun i you know i think for like an 8 to 12 year old yeah uh i think they would really enjoy this i liked it I it mean, was fun it was a quick audiobook and again read by henry winkler emmy yeah. award-winning emmy, henry winkler yeah. so good times and then i read something that was terrible called under your skin uh this was action comics dc this DC's is a superman for yeah. sort of it was like a Smallville zombie story. Ooh. And then, uh, as if that wasn't enough, mm-hmm. there was a, a another section Nick on hates zombies. Bizarro, which I also hate, who's yeah, kind, of, hate kind of a zombie character. He's so. kind of a zombie. You know? <gasps> yeah. Anyway, so that was thumbs down. I only okay. have two, but right. and if again, I had more. Thumbs down, not Bizarro speak for thumbs up. Correct. Okay. Regular Superman Correct. speak. Correct. Regular speak, well, not... Uh, everything, I'm <laughs> s- everything I'm saying is regular okay. Superman speak. Okay. That was Bizarro speak, and you fell for it. <laughs> oh, so, no. Uh, I'm currently reading. Oh, now I don't have it in front of me. Do you think lo- in Bizarro World, yes. there's a song uh, from the 90s called How Bizarro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I do. But everything's like really normal. Yeah, everything's Like fine. I asked totally for normal. French fries, and yeah. they give me and fries. I, I got some cereal, and I poured milk in them. How, <laughs> How Bizarro. bizarro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm currently reading oh, Luke Skywalker and the Shadow of Mindor. Yeah, you're in like a... Star Wars, Star Trek book club? Yeah. I assume this is for yes, that. Yes, it is. It because is. The cover looks... Look, Star Wars covers can sometimes look pretty good, yeah. and a lot of them look really nerdy. Like, yeah. this is only for Star Wars nerds. Casuals, yeah. get out of here. This yeah. looks like for Star Wars nerds only. Yeah. Yeah. It started cool, and then no. it's... I don't know. I think I'm just sort of... Started cool at the cover? Oh, <laughs> no. 
No, but I like the cover because it's a throwback to the Han Solo and the dot dot dot. Anytime, Lando Calrissian and the dot dot dot. You know, I anytime mean, I see Luke in his orange jumpsuit and yeah, also holding ever, his lightsaber, yeah. I'm like, well, just too pick much. one. Yeah, <laughs> is he a much. Jedi or is he the dork? Is he, yes, <laughs> so, right, right. Power converters. <laughs> uh, so that's you know, I'm like a hundred pages in, and it's yeah. like white noise, and I'm not really enjoying it. Um, but you know, maybe I'll come around. Yeah. So well, to the, those with no mini chlorians, yeah. the force does feel a lot like white noise. Boy, that was as dull as the prequels. Um, then I'm I'm reading. What's the other thing I told you? Stephanie Brown, Batgirl, Volume Two. The blonde Batgirl. The blonde. <laughs> no, she's she's cool. The blonde Batgirl. I mean, it's true. Yeah, she's there's, blonde. There's a redhead. Right. There's a brunette. Yeah, and there's a blonde. Yeah. And there the twain shall meet. And, <laughs> and she's the blonde. Yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, it's been good. I've been enjoying it. Stephanie Brown's cool. It's pretty good. Uh, I've got other book club stuff that orphan? I need to get on. No. Then I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> I've got other book, stu- book club. Her her father was a supervillain, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. So I've got to read Needful Things because we're coming up on our Stephen King book club and we're doing a little raffle. So we've got it. We've been sort of collecting Stephen King donations that we already mm-hmm. have in the collection. We're going to put them in a big pool mm-hmm. and that week we're going to do a nice raffle of uh, Stephen King books. Yeah. So No such thing as a little raffle. Only little rafflers. What about the little rascals? Yeah, there's such things as little rascals. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think any of them are still around. I don't think any of them made it. <laughs> well, from the 90s. Yeah, from the nineties, yeah. yeah, they're probably still around. Yeah. I don't think their careers are going great, but no. they're still around. There was that one kid. Were the Olsen had... twins in that? No. Yeah, I think they were. Nope. I'm pretty sure. No. Yes, they were. No, their career was much. I'm... No, they are. I the Olsen positive. twins are not in the Little Rascals movie. Okay. All right. I'm gonna wait till your bookmark to disprove that because okay. I have to keep talking. How will right I now. know that you're not paying attention? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess Sorry, that's it for everybody. me. I guess that's it Is for it me. Really? I've got a stack hey. of stuff i got to get to. But Aren't you still reading um, Shout? Oh, yes. Shout, the, the Beatles biography by Philip Norman. Yes, I still I still have that, and I still have Grayson, uh, the big omnibus of that whole collection. Okay. So what I've been doing is just sort of in between things, going back and reading a little mm-hmm. from some of those. Uh, yeah, so those are those are backburner books at the moment. Backburner. Uh, do you want me to tell you about my TV shows right now? Uh, yeah. What have you been watching? Okay. Well, we just finished Castle Rock. So sticking with the Stephen King theme, 10 episode Castle Rock, uh, doesn't follow a particular Stephen King book. A lot of Stephen King, a little pieces pulled from different Stephen King, uh, works. Mm -hmm. The only character, as far as I know, is Alan Pangborn, who is in Needful Things, which Uh we're reading for a book club, uh, and a couple other things. So he's in it, not the main character, but he is in it. This... I don't know how to rate this because I think like I sort of wish it was just an anthology show and wasn't one overarching narrative because there's right. a few there's an episode that focuses on Sissy SpaceX character which is great. I loved that. And there mm-hmm. are aspects that are really good, but then like when it resolved I found the resolution lackluster, uh not spooky, right? Um and pretty pretty unsatisfying yeah. and then when you do have a resolution it just makes you sort of be like well, what about that thing or what about that thing it's like yeah things that they were sprinkling in early on don't really relate to the <laughs> place we get to so it's like they didn't have a clear plan going in and i think that's really evident so oh. eric asked me at lunch whether or not i thought he should watch it i, just, <laughs> I don't know yeah. you know i mean yeah. it's 10 hours i was oh. never watching it and like not enjoying it right but I think as a whole, I would probably say, no, it's not really worth it. Okay. Listen, Daredevil People season three disagree, drops in October. So that's at this point, Daredevil is like the only drama yeah. show 
that I'm willing to binge okay. and watch. All right. So unless they bring back Mindhunter in time for Halloween, where the frick is Mindhunter? Whoa. I said frick. You did. Everybody knows I, what. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. But if you have an alternate view on uh, Castle Rock, and I'm sure people I've, do, I would love to hear it. So please, again, Twitter at All the Books Show. All I've know. seen about Castle Rock is mixed to negative reviews. Yeah. I have seen very few positive reviews. Well, so I, don't know. I mean, there's like, there, it's a good cast for yeah. the most part. There are elements that really work, but I just don't think they it come seems together. Seems in the post Stranger Things world, Castle Rock needed to do a little bit more than what it did. That's fair. Nice. Yeah. Fair is fair. All right. Uh, what else did you watch? Uh, well, we we finished that and we started watching the f- the first. Uh huh. Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's Sean Penn. Sean which Penn means I'm not watching it. Not a fan. I don't like Sean Penn. He's not been great uh, in it. We watched the first two episodes. It's yeah. about trying to get a manned uh, mission to Mars. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy the show. I think Sean Penn is a, w- a weird choice, right, for the role. But I, so far, I'm in it. I'm pretty. And but that's another one that I haven't heard particularly strong reviews about. Yeah. Have you heard no, anything? No, not good either. Okay. And a lot of it's been, I think what I've, the negative things I've heard about has been directed at Sean Penn. Mm. So, yeah. I think he's kind of a jerk in real life too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Not, we could ask Madonna. She'd probably tell us. Are they married? She's a straight shooter. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. I don't know who that was insulting to, but <laughs> one of them. Sean one Penn. One of them is very Sean Penn. insulted. I got to look up a picture of him so I can describe him accurately. Go oh, on. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that's it. Uh, I also went to a great concert over the he weekend. He looks like a goblin potato. Like, like a, a potato p- carved into a goblin or a goblin's potato. Like if a bunch of potatoes were around a fire, I'm okay. like, let me tell you a story about goblins. Okay. Th- this is the potato. This is the goblin version of potatoes. Okay. So he looks like like a 68-year-old lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looks like if the mad magazine kid grew mm-hmm. up but also smoked a lot <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty solid uh the only the final thing that i did was i saw a concert i met my friend steve rudd uh, my, my old college roommate uh we got together in phoenixville pennsylvania we saw mike nesmith and the first national band redux my name is mrs nesbitt yeah. sorry it's nesbitt but Nesbit. yes i yeah. understand all right so we saw we went to this concert he did right. a lot of his like late 60s 70s first national band stuff it was a great concert and when we were heading in mm-hmm. we happened to be walking by just as he got off the tour of us so we just like ran smack into him it was great so we got to like I mean, we, were, we didn't have a whole conversation or anything, but it was like we were right there, so that was really cool. So there is an album for this as well. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's... Is it live? It is a live, yeah. Ooh. It's a live album uh, with the current band that we saw, and they were great. I mean, the instruments were great. Um, all of his first national band stuff is pretty good. It's a little more country than I typically like. Right. But You like uh, a little bit of rock and roll. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. But the show was great. He did wear like the, the big, white, shiny, sparkly uh, cowboy hat that he wears on mm-hmm. like, the albums. Oh, so, yeah. That was funny. Very good show. A good time uh, seeing my old friends as well. So, yeah, pretty successful weekend. All right. What about you? Nice. What, what have you, I what read? What have you been reading? Uh, what have I been reading? I finished uh, Venom Carnage Unleashed. Mm. This is a collection. I've been reading them in the single issue form of Marvel Unlimited, but this is like the comics you would find in there. There's okay. a few stories. There's like the. So, Marvel Unlimited has comic books and you can read story arcs. Yes. Okay, because the DC Universe <laughs> is um, uh, garbage. Yes. Okay. Sorry, man. That's all right. But you get to watch Birds of Prey. 
Yeah, which I have on DVD and have for cool. the last 15 years. So You know, That's I was great. trying to tease uh, the DC app, but I think you kind of teased yourself like, yeah, yeah. I own Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah you're right. And some you're people right. were like, what? Uh, hey, the Olsen twins were in the Little Rascals movie what? from 1994. Are you, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. As w- they were just, they were they were Darla's friends. They were in it. Oh, I'm well, there wrong. you go. I'm yeah. Uh, when all the kids are like, yeah, I remember the boys. Uh, yeah, yeah the whole girls. Thing. Blah. Uh, let me ask you this. Sure. 90s Little Rascals. Good movie, bad movie. I remember liking it yeah, as a I kid. Yeah, I remember liking it too. I, I wonder. I've I seen it multiple there, times. There are I think bits it in it up. where they're like, we got a dollar. We got a dollar. And it's just like, I don't know. It just seems like a happy. We got a dollar. Yeah, I remember. You know, I remember. Yeah, yeah, it's, I remember. It's, it's a pretty like good spirited film. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know I if it holds so up. Yeah, so. if, you're, if you're asking me over to watch yeah. little 90s Little Rascal, <laughs> okay. my answer is a thousand times yes. Uh, man, Venom comics in the 90s, I've already said it. They're like, they're not good. Bad. Um, but also, so like... Do they starve Venom? Yes, that they might, do starve that Venom. That might be the problem. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I was putting together my reading order for these. So you have War of the Symbiotes, and it was happening at the same time as the storyline Carnage Unleashed. Uh-huh. And you start with the first issue of War of the Symbiotes, and... Carnage is in a coma, and they're mm-hmm. like, as seen in Car- at the end of Carnage Unleashed. I'm like, but Carnage Unleashed isn't over yet, and this happens before, mm. and so it's all a mess. But anyways, this there's one good ish. St- the worst thing that uh-huh. happened to me like that is this Trzinski run of Spider-Man, oh, where yeah. it's like they they reference something and they were like, as seen in the Doctor Strange, that like, never happened, and it didn't happen. <laughs> they, I looked all over, and it's like, yeah, they never did that. Yeah. They just like teased it as if it had already happened. Yeah. Ugh. Um. But as then DC Universe came along. <laughs> that was no longer the worst thing that happened as, to me comic book-wise. As far as I know, I've now read all the comics, the Venom comics that the movie's going to be based on. Take a bow. Good but for you. There's still an, there's still two more like graphic novels worth that I have to read. Thank you. So I'm going to read them. But yeah, the 90s Venom series, it's just like, it's just, it doesn't help that he's not a villain. It doesn't help that there's no like overarching. He's just constantly like, how do we know if it's the suit or me? Uh mm. Uh, but there's some pretty good titles. I in like there. that voice. Thanks. That's a good voice. The, uh, the last one was oh, called no. "Sinner Takes All," which I thought yeah. was fun. We yeah. meet his ex-wife. She gets to wear oh. the Venom suit for a little bit. Cool. Uh, turns out Venom has never eaten brains until next volume, The Hunger. Oh, but he's always like, "I want to eat your brains." Yeah. But apparently, in The Hunger, he does eat somebody's brains. He's like, "What? No! I've always said this is a joke." Like, yeah, it was real, a joke. Yeah, he was always like to threaten them. Well, I think he just didn't get around to getting the brains he wanted. Probably anyway. Not. Enough about venom eating brains, please. Uh, I've been reading a lot of the Ultimate Universe stuff. Been catching up a lot. If you follow me on Goodreads or Twitter, yeah. you've been seeing them just one after the other. I finished the Ultimate Fantastic Four run. I finished the Ultimate X Men run. I finished Ultimate Three, which was terrible. That was written by Jeff Loeb, mm-hmm. so bad. Mm. And so was Ultimatum. It, Ultimatum. Jeff Loeb does not quality. No, imply. he needs. He, he his his good stuff has been when he's, when he's with Tim Saul and when he's with Jim Lee yes. and I think those Agreed. are probably like strong artists who like force the story yeah. to be better and when you read Ultimatum it has bad art I, and it's a bad story I've always wanted to read Challengers of the Unknown oh, and yeah. now even more because the Teen Titans, Titans go to the movies Challengers yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the motion picture <laughs> so have good. you ever read that one Challengers no yeah. I have not because that's their first col- collaboration isn't it Tim oh, maybe. And, I don't know I think it is Tim Saul's art is great though you don't like it. I think it serves Long the story Halloween. well. I don't like, like I wouldn't want a print of it, but I do think it it tends oh, to serve hmm. the story well, um, except for in Superman for all seasons, where I very much don't like it. Right. I don't like when they're like, 
Superman is a giant potato man. Yeah. Not right. a potato goblin. Right. <laughs> Just a potato man. But a potato man. Yeah. Or I guess he looks more like a chicken Superman, nugget. Superman, during like the potato campfire, he's the big guy chopping wood. He's like, yeah. don't worry about yeah. goblins. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like back when the, uh, in, in Superman for all seasons, back when the uh, McNugget kids like wore shorts and stuff, and they were just like a McNugget with denim yeah. shorts. Yeah. That's what Superman and Superman for all seasons looks yeah. like. Um, anyways, That's after right. Ultimatum, which was terrible... Marvel kind of like rebooted the Ultimate line, and Mark Mil- Mark Millar came back to do Ultimate Avengers because yeah. he he wrote the Ultimates and Ultimate X. Anyways, that was I've only read the first one because there's like three of them. Okay, but it's it's pretty fun. Uh, he introduced Ultimate Red Skull, who turns out to be Captain America's uh, son. Oh, uh, hmm. which he didn't know. Which Captain America? Anyway, it's just funny because when you're reading a Mark Millar comic book, you know. It's just gonna move well, you know. Mm-hmm. You're gonna the dialogue is there to serve a purpose. It there's no filler in a Mark Millar comic. Um, it's pretty silly. Like Captain America, he, at one point, War Machine is like because ch- Captain America goes rogue. War Machine <laughs> is chasing after Captain America with all this tattoos. Like yeah. I basically have a nuke, and Captain America's like not much use in front of a kindergarten. He's like standing in front of a kindergarten. Uh, and War Machine's, oh man, and then Captain America just beats the living crap out of War Machine. I don't know. It's stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Threat of violence against children. That, no, that really... he's just, he's like, you're not going to. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But also, it's also, this yeah. is definitely ultimate Marvel because regular Captain America would not. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. Anyway, uh, ultimate Iron Man, that was okay. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimate, oh, ultimate comics, the new Ultimates. That was bad. That okay. was Jeff Loeb again. Oh, boy. This is a whirlwind. I don't. <laughs> so, oh, also, I read Ultimate Enemy, Ultimate Mystery, and Ultimate Doom. Are you getting paid like a nickel every time you say Ultimate? Ultimate. Are we going to start talking yeah. about the Ultimate Warrior? Have you ever looked at the very first issue of Ultimate Spider-Man, which came out in like 2000? Yeah. The The Ultimate logo is I like the ugliest. Oh, shut up. I do. <laughs> I, really, I hate that Spider-Man art. Oh, God, never mind. We're not going to talk to Nick anymore about what? fun stuff. Nope. You've lost your fun stuff privilege. Mark Bagley is a great artist. Yeah. You can't draw crap compared to Mark Bagley. <laughs> You're right. You're uh, right. No. No, one, no one draws crap quite like Mark Bagley. I'm trying to point out that the big ultimate logo used to be like the ugliest thing. Mm-hmm. It was just this like, it was like a stamp, a metal stamp. Just put, yeah, I can't, I can't describe it. Go find it, folks. Uh, also, I'm reading The Collapse Empire by John Scalzi. So I got to finish this because it's almost October. Yeah, I get my Halloween reads. Yeah, I my my ghost buddy. I think maybe that's starting my uh, yeah. my Halloween reads. <laughs> I got to get on it though because we got two book clubs I got to do. So oh yeah, you know yeah. I'll probably be reading. Uh, I'm reading the Dead Zone. You're reading Dead Zone. Right. Okay. Reading Dead Zone. Needful Things is first. So if you want to do Needful Things, right. that, that is first. And then I don't know what else. I have to. Uh, I the Wolfen is this the year? Oh yeah, I was thinking the Wolfen. I think you should. And I should. I need a. I want to find a YA one. I might read mm. uh, Stalking Jack, Jack the Ripper. The Ripper. That, uh, presented by jimmy p yeah we'll wow. see we'll see if it's any good yeah so because yeah. we read the dracula one yeah i think right uh, we did it for a sexy new book yeah. that's right so anyway john scalzi uh it's different than i thought it was going to be so far okay. and it's not as goofy as i was warned okay but i think that's because i'm reading it myself and will wheaton no, is will not wheaton's like, not and then he slipped on a banana you know. peel shut up wesley <laughs> <laughs> all right he does not think that's funny no he does not he quit twitter what a baby no, I mean, it makes sense. Oh, okay. People are mean on Twitter. Oh, okay. But... I mean, good for you. Yeah. All right. Was that that bring us to a close? Uh, For what we've been reading? Yeah. Yeah, it probably should. All right. Sorry I'm talking so much 
Ultimate Comics all the time. That's okay. I got way more to read. We all were in this together, and we got to get through it <laughs> together. Yeah. All right. Well, in some genuine book news, okay, the Man Booker shortlist yeah. has been announced. So I will give you the titles. They are as follows. Nick and Eric. Okay. <laughs> Number one, Milkman by Anna Burns. Anna Burns is an Irish author. She's the author of two novels, No Bones and Little Constructions, and the novella Mostly Hero. I'm pulling this list from India today, by the way. Uh, Washington Black by Isai Ejigan. Uh, let's see. Okay. Her second novel, Half Bud Blues, won the Giller Prize, was shortlisted for the Man Booker, mm-hmm. Orange, and Walter Scott Prizes, and translated into over 10 languages. Can you make this sound a little more exciting? Well, the cover for Washington Black looks great. I don't know if you have that up, but no. it's, it, okay, it's pretty exciting. Uh, Everything Under by Daisy Johnson. Mm. Uh, oh, this is interesting. The youngest author ever to get nominated. She's 27 years old. Congratulations. She's the winner of the Harper's Bazaar Short Story Prize, the AM Health Prize, the Edge Hill Short Story Prize. Her debut short story collection, Fen, was published in 2016. So this book, Everything Under, has been shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize. Woo! Uh, Number four on the list, The Mars Room by Rachel Kushner. That sounds fun. Does it? Oh, just just based on the title. Okay. Yeah. her debut novel, Telex from Cuba, was a finalist for the National Book Award this and a New York Times bestseller. This isn't Mars, the Roman god of war, is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Is Mars the Roman god of war? Is I he Aries? I never can remember. I, this is, that's not a place where I'm Mars, strong. Roman god. All right. The Overstory by Richard Powers, uh, author of 12 novels. Uh, he's had one long listed for the Man Booker Prize before. He is. He's the god of war in Rome. Oh, okay. Uh, he is the recipient of the MacArthur Grant and the National Book Award and has been a Pulitzer Prize uh, finalist. Yeah. So The Overstory by Richard Powers. Okay. Uh, the Long Lake by Robin Robertson. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first collection of Painted Field won the four-way prize, uh, Best First Collection, and the Scottish First Book of the Year Award. So the winners of this Woo. award of the Man Booker Award is going to be announced on October 16th. So we'll cover the winners then. But you Man have six Booker. on the short list here. So if you're planning to read them all, get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll post the list on Twitter if you haven't seen it. You can find more information about the prize in general on uh, manbooker.org. Okay. So you can check that out. Uh, advance notices. Hit us. All right. Here's what we've got uh-huh. uh, from uh, a friend of ours. Uh, the early star of the All the Books podcast, uh, Joyce Carol Oates. Back when we were a Joyce Carol Oates exclusive yeah, podcast. We only first, covered Joyce Carol Oates. First eight episodes, I feel like. Pretty much. Yeah. And it is called The Hazards of Time Travel. Oh, yeah. An ingenious dystopian novel of mm-hmm. one young woman's resistance against the constraints of an oppressive society from the inventive imagination of Joyce Carol Oates. You don't want to go back in time and like swat a bee and find out it's your great-great-grandfather. Yeah, if your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was a bee... Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to swat that bee. Yeah. All right. Uh, from James Patterson. And I'm happy to report only from James Patterson. So James Patterson's yeah. earning his check. Finally, time, some quality control. This time, folks. <laughs> a leader has fallen, and the procession route from Capitol Hill to the White House is lined with hundreds of thousands of mourners. Yeah. None feel the oh. loss of a president more keenly than Alex Cross, who oh. has devoted his life to the public good. I'm not going to read any more because I've been reading this series and I don't want to oh, spoil it. So deal with that, so listeners. Target Alex Cross, book number 26. Well, so I have a lot to go yeah. in the Alex Cross series. Maybe you should just binge Alex Cross. 
Oh, boy. I don't know what that does what book, to a person. What book number are you on? Maybe like 10. Just read another 10. But I mean, I've read that 10 over the last like 10 years. So just pick up the pace a little. Just make a month your Alex Cross you month. You know, you're challenging me and I... November you know, is I'm, Alex Cross month for Nick I'm Gunning. growing <laughs> under your withering glance. I just don't know. What? Um, I don't know how to pronounce this Anyway, one. next. Yeah, Bo, I, I'm glad Beauchamp, you have this. Beauchamp. 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 By Danielle Steele. B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P. Uh... Number one New York Times bestselling author Danielle Steele tells the uplifting story of an ordinary woman embracing an extraordinary adventure and the daring choice that transforms her world. What if it was an extraordinary woman Uh on an ordinary adventure? Right. Because that's difficult as well. Yeah. Because she's sort of like, but I'm so extraordinary and this is very... So that's... I don't know. I'm not saying she got it wrong, but I'm saying sequel. Right. Maybe. Yeah. What is this? She can't turn down. Oh, it's a corn dog, mom. (laughs) So, and I want a third book about that guy (laughs) explaining corn dogs. Okay, that's her butler. To an entitled woman, that's her butler. Yeah, Yeah. that's how the butler did it. That's great. All right, Uh, tell me, tell me what you got on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh my gosh. Will I ever. Unexpected. <laughs> All right. This is the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. Stop yelling. The, am I? Yeah, a little. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 10, Stephen King, The Outsider. He's about to become the outsider of the New York Times bestsellers list. Sure is. Outsider. He's, he's got an, he's, that one's got to get out of the way because a new one's coming in. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh. Well, number nine, uh, Nick said he was going to read this because he's going to get into uh, The Lord of the Rings, but he's going yeah. to get into The Lord of the Rings starting with the prequels. I got to start the earliest in, in Middle Earth history. I've got to yeah. start there, and I've got to so work So he's going to be reading The Fall of Gondolin by J.R.R. Sure Tolkien, sure edited am. by Christopher Tolkien, with illustrations by Alan Lee. Mm. Let's see if there's a new description. A thousand of years before the events of Lord of the Rings, a hero named T-U-O-R. So Tor? Tour? Tour. Visits a secret city. Tour. Ooh. So, yeah. El Dorado? Yeah. He, he, the Middle Earth El Dorado. Have you, have you or anyone in the history of the world uh-huh. ever seen that animated movie, The Road yeah, El, El Dorado. Dorado? Yeah. Is it good? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like no, it. That's what I thought. Uh, it was like post-Prince of Egypt. El Dorado was not so good. Uh, Sinbad was okay. Sinbad? Yeah. Yeah, I love Sinbad. Not Sinbad the actor. Oh, okay. I remember. Sinbad. I never saw it. Uh, Brad Pitt played the role of Sinbad. Michelle Pfeiffer was the goddess of chaos. <laughs> really? <laughs> little, little crush on Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. All right. I guess that's, that's well all we need to share on air. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones was in it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It, it was funny. It hmm. was fun. I. It's probably doesn't hold. Anyway. Who, what is that? DreamWorks? Yeah, that was DreamWorks animation. And then they kind of stopped after that, right? That was all like pre-Shrek. Right. And then they went CGI on. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, are they still doing things? DreamWorks? Yeah. Animation? Yeah. Like Kung Fu Panda? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, Madagascar? How to Train Your Dragon? I guess. Does anybody care about How to Train Your Dragon still? I remember seeing the first one and really liking it. And everything after that, I'm just sort of like, why? Why are we, why are we doing this? Yeah, do I don't people, think you're their target audience. Well, do people still like it, though? I guess yeah. I never hear anything about that. The third movie's coming out. Well, I know it is. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Some people like How to Train Your Dragon. Fine. Uh, number eight, Where the Crawdads Sing. <laughs> In a quiet town of North Carolina... Coast yeah, that makes sense. 1969, a woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Right, the marsh lady. Marsh lady. I love it. All right. So 
Number seven is The President is Missing by James Patterson and Bill Clinton. Or as I should probably say, Bill Clinton and James Patterson. I don't know. I don't either. I want to know what the third writer, the actual writer was. Yeah, the real writer. (laughs) Maxine Pietro. Or James Patterson was like, there's the plot. And Bill Clinton was like, what if if he also had a really cool motorcycle? I think maybe he'd be sexier. Yeah. I don't know. Thinner. Yeah. Muscular. (laughs) Maybe a sweet tattoo. Remember how Popeye got his strength from uh, spinach? What if cheeseburgers did this for him? (laughs) So, he's all that he is. I didn't want to read the book, and now... (laughs) Now you do, yeah. I won't read any book that has not been blurbed by Stephen King. That's 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 where I draw the line. Uh, Number six is James Patterson and uh, Andrew Borrell. Borrell? Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Uh, Texas Ranger. Officer Rory Yates comes home to murder. Oh, to a murder charge. Oh, not to murder. Like he's, I'm home and I'm going to murder. No, he's coming home to a murder charge. To a murder charge. This is the, so we've got, we've got uh, the president, Bill, President Jonathan Duncan, who's a widower. Yes. And then you have the Texas Ranger one uh, where he's accused of killing his ex-wife. So do you think James Patterson is working on some demons? Maybe. Also, the fact that president is missing and Texas Ranger have been back to back in every spot, both one and two, and then like yeah. three and four, and now six and seven. I kind of feel like somebody's picking up President is Missing and then also grabs Texas Ranger. Yeah. Like they're just getting it as a two pack. I love sexy presidents and I love Texas Rangers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that Bill Clinton? No, it's just picking somebody, up both just somebody who's a fan. <laughs> he had to buy his it own copy. It is the worst cover. That Texas Ranger cover. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, number, oh, boy. What, number five. Number five, The Forbidden Door by Dean Koontz uh, by Bantam. The Forbidden Bantam Door. Bantam Publishing. I always see that and think Batman, and I'm like, oh, Batman's in the publishing game now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so, Jane Hawk, a former FBI agent, must stop a secret group using mind-controlling technology. So, or maybe oh, she Dean thinks Koontz. she should. Dean. But turns out she's being mind controlled. Dean Coons. Number four, in her father's footsteps, the son of oh, in his father's footsteps, the son of two Holocaust survivors struggles to become his own person after his marriage falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that made it sound like I was relating. Like, yeah, <laughs> preach, brother. Seriously. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was a confusing response. <laughs> J.D. Robb, leverage and death. Lieutenant Eve Dallas investigates a mysterious act of terror. So, uh. Number two, you're, you're laughing because my voice broke a little a bit little when I said did. terror. You were like, terror. <laughs> uh, Clive Cussler and Boyd Morrison, not to be forgotten, Boyd Morrison. Yeah, Van Morrison. Shadow Tyrants, do, do, do. a novel oh. of the Oregon Files. Oh, no. Uh, this cover actually kind of is doing it. Shadow Tigers. It's a, it's a plane making a harsh landing in some water. Oh, that's, yeah, that sounds... It looks kind of like there's an island behind is it. Is anything a flame? No, not... Well, darn I mean, they're in water. Darn it. Uh, Juan Cabrello... And his crew fight two destructive adversaries. His, wait, his dance crew? Yeah. Oh, his, that's, his dance crew. That's different. So uh, Clive Cusser is finally covering the adventurers who also love to just break dance. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. This is a... Uh, Got to work those demons yeah. out somehow. So yeah. Dance. Why not? Remember, the, it's it's the new Step Up series. This time they're step they're stepping up to... Uh, in the I don't know. All right. I don't think this cover is really doing it for All me. All right. J- uh, number one, Jura. Number three, James Patterson and Nancy Allen. There you go. James Patterson Hat has trick. three. Hat trick. It's crazy. James Patterson and Nancy Allen. Ruby Borzarth. 
defends a college football star charged name. in a felony case complicated by a second murder. Jeez. This, yeah. The murder of the Texas Rangers wife, probably. Oh, no. What if he's going to start, like, franchising? Everybody's going to My up. guess is that the murder... Do you think he's building towards a big, like, Avengers-style, like, Michael Bennett and Alex Cross and the Women's Murder Club? I'll get, like, stranded on an island. President Duncan is murdered. Right. And they all have to, like, Whoa. solve his murder. Right. Turns out he wasn't murdered. He faked his murder to yeah. bring out the bad guys yeah. for this team to stop. Yeah. It turns out there was yeah. no bad guys. Huh. <laughs> Woo. Uh, I don't Nail think... Nail biter. The Avengers haven't been, like, stranded on an island. Some A lot of them can fly. Yeah, I guess... Some yeah, can I guess swim. I guess I mean more just, like, we've been all... We've seen them all on their own. Now right. they're going to come together, meet up in Wakanda... Uh-huh. I guess it falls apart there. Wait, is this the Avengers story now? Or, I, or are we back to the James Patterson I expanded universe? Know. I don't know. I don't know why. And I've, I think I've said this before in the podcast. I don't know why writers don't team up to team up their characters. Why there isn't an yeah. Alex Cross. Uh, well, I remember there was. Um, who am I thinking? Jack Re- Why? Where's the Alex Cross, Jack Reacher crossover? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. there, w- there was talk of Kyle Mills, who's writing the Vince Flynn, the Mitch Rapp character. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaming up with Alex Cross. Oh, yeah. I remember they announced that, and yeah. then I've seen nothing about that since. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like that would happen more, but yeah. it doesn't really, hasn't really happened. It's weird. Ton. It is. I agree. Spawn fought Batman. I mean, now, now when it's like it's hot, every but everybody has yeah. a co-author. I mean, not everybody, but you know, yeah. I mean, more and more that's that's more common. You yeah. know, Stuart Woods and uh, Patterson and yeah. Clive Cussler and. The, the dead Tom Clancy all, uh-huh. have, all have co-authors yeah. now. So it seems like that would make it a little bit more easy to cross yeah. over, to share a co-author. When Fine. did the Hardy Boys start crossing over with Nancy Drew? I don't know. Because those are two different writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, So it was. Who who solved, like, the more gruesome murders? Did they? I don't think either of them solved, like, gruesome murders. Oh, okay. Oh, I have you watched think. the trailer for uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? No. Okay. I want to sleep at night. Right, so you're not going to watch this? No, I'm not going to watch okay. that. Because you found Riverdale too dark. Yeah. So I'm my not guess like scary, just right. like dark. Yeah. My guess is if you stopped watching Riverdale because of its darkness, yeah. you're not going to do Netflix. Yeah, and that's just darkness with like teenagers making bad decisions. Bad decisions. This is darkness as in like conjuring yeah. the devil. Yeah. To, yeah so that's, and it's on Netflix. Right. And they love Anything slamming goes. people's heads into car doors. Yeah. I think it's good casting. Or Kieran Shipka from. Uh, Madman is Sabrina. I she, she thinks she looks perfect for the part, I don't and know. I can see her playing it really well. But do you think Melissa Joan Hart's gonna get anywhere near this? No, I think she'd be too afraid. <laughs> All right, what about Josh Hartnett? He w- wasn't he in a movie? No, he was never in a movie with Melissa Joan Hart. Okay, I'm not thinking many of, people were in movies with Melissa Joan yeah, Hart. Yeah, I'm thinking of you drive me crazy, but that was just some nobody. Though he's pr- his career is probably hopping compared He's to somebody. Hers. Really. I, you drive me crazy. I thought it was. All I remember about you drive me crazy that it was kind of connected to the Britney Spears song. You drive me crazy. Huh. Huh. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess I don't really know anything about it. Is it even called that? I think it's just drive me crazy. But Yeah, fine. It's just drive me crazy. Okay. Look, it doesn't matter. I'm the only one on earth who's talked about this in the past eight months. Yeah, yeah. That not that the kid from Entourage? Oh, maybe. I didn't watch Entourage. Well, so, it doesn't matter. I'm not bro But the Olsen enough. twins were definitely. Oh, my gosh. All right. That was the New York Times bestsellers list. Yes. Number one, juror it's number the three. Guy, it's the guy from Entourage. Okay. Yeah. So the guy from Entourage, you're saying, is a bigger name than Melissa Joan Hart. That's true. At this point, probably. Yeah. 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 Weren't they doing a Melissa? Weren't they going to do a Sabrina? Not Sabrina. Uh, Calissa. Clack. Yeah. Clarissa they explains keep, it all they've thing. talked about that a lot. Would you, would you want to watch adult Clarissa explain it all? No. Or Clarissa's daughter explain it all? Neither. 
I don't. Yeah. Have so you don't want like a girl that. meets world situation. I didn't want. But you that. don't want like a Sex in the City version of. Uh, <laughs> explains it all. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I could, now that I'm thinking about it, Sex in the City, I guess is the adult. Clarissa explains it all. I suppose so. So wow, you just burst that right open. Yeah, super relevant. Huh. The <laughs> yeah. journalism you just did right yeah, there. Yeah, no, nothing's more relevant than talking about the 1990s series Sex in the City. You're right. Or Clarissa explains right. it all. You're right. So Ooh. well, anyway, thank you for sharing the yeah. New York Times bestseller list. Do you think uh, Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> Witch? Is connected to Clarissa Explains It All? They never referenced that. No, I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. She was playing a teenager for a long time. Yeah, she was. Longer than she probably should have. Yeah. I think it's Sabrina. She ended up like in college as an adult, but that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the college years. Yeah. Yeah, there was a time where oh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Boy Meets World, they were both doing the college yeah, years. Yeah, like 38. And, and, we're, <laughs> and like we were just entering our teen years. Like, yeah. I don't relate to this so yeah, much anymore. College is different. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still I can't yeah. come up with anything yeah. I wish you wouldn't still dealing with toenail clipping issues or something anyway Whew. busy week you ever watch Teen Angel busy week <laughs> here at the library yeah uh, we've got History Week going on. So if you're not familiar with History Week, this is the third year we've done it. This year, the uh, the themes are World War One and World War Two. So the whole far wing, including the Monday Club, the local history room, and exhibition room are all Is that all what full. we call that area of the library? The far wing? Well, that's no. It's just one of the wings. We have like the children's wing, and then like yeah. the other wing. The other so, wing, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, but those are all filled with uh, exhibits of really, really fascinating stuff. Things that you would expect to see in a museum, not like just in the library, but they're yeah. here. So we're we're really pleased with that. You belong in a museum. We've got. <laughs> Like We're having say. a reception tonight. Okay, it's fine. We've got uh, guests in the auditorium every night at 7.30. Mm -hmm. uh, and this week also falls during Banned Books Week. So that's... Banned Books. That's why we're doing our, our special uh, sure Banned are. Book Club on Farewell to Arms, which is uh, September 27th at 3.30. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the books that have been most challenged. In 2017. I mean, banning is not... That's, yeah. that's kind of a misnomer no. because... Nobody's like running to public. Yeah. Well, people probably do, but yeah. publishers aren't being forced to not print things. That's, yeah. you know, but books are challenged. Yeah. Uh, and every year the ALA sort of pulls out from, from what they hear across the country, uh, the books that are most frequently challenged. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, several are just, it's like a greatest hits, yeah. you know, of, of challenged books over the years. And then some are, are uh, yeah. new and current things. Contemporary a lot of, a classics, lot of YA in here, it yeah. seems like. Oh yeah, YA is the... Yeah, the real place that's, to do it. that's usually the go-to. Yeah. It starts with YA. So the book that we're looking at, and there's there's many, many uh, resources on this topic. This on is ALA's the top 10. Website. So you can look at ala.org slash advocacy slash bbooks, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, or just Google, or however you search, banned and challenged books on uh, ALA, yeah. and you'll find it. But uh, we're going to talk about the top 10 Ooh, challenged books. Just felt some political 2017. anger rile up inside me that I had to stifle. Good for I you. I did. You're I'm learning. not going to share it. You're learning. Not on air. Yeah. Okay. So. You can tell me about it later. Yeah. When we turn off the podcast, Nick and I, it's like a, uh, yeah. I don't know. A real rap session. Rap session. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Take it away. Oh, I'm starting? Yeah, you are. Oh, I'm reading it? All right. Number one is the the 13, 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. Originally published in 2007. This New York oh, Times. Actually, I didn't realize it was that old. 2007? Yeah. Well, Just no they, one like cared about it until the no people show cared came about out? it, but then yeah, the show brought it back. Oh, uh, this oh. New York Times bestseller has resurfaced as a controversial book after Netflix aired a TV series by the same name. This YA novel was challenged and banned in multiple school districts because it discusses suicide. Have you read this? And anything discussing anything 
Got to go right out. Have, have I you, read this? Have you read or seen the show? No, I haven't watched the show. No, okay. I, I, this it's on my list to read. Okay, but the show, I've heard mixed things about okay. it. So hmm. I just was curious yeah. how how the subject is handled, you know, because sometimes yeah. there's a tendency to sort of make that romantic. Yeah, like, there's also a tendency it. to gloss over everything. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you don't have to be sorry. No, okay. I mean, that's what we're doing. Anyway, we're, we're discussing uh, it. thirteen reasons why. So I was well, just curious, like how I'd be interested. I'm sure to know. this was a challenge book when it first came out too, and it just came back mm-hmm. because of um because of the show okay so the show's uh, getting a second season oh okay so this next one i'm i know the author but i don't I, this is not what i'm familiar with the absolutely true diary of a part-time indian written by sherman alexi mm-hmm. consistently challenged since its publication yeah. in 2007 so great a nice 10-year uh, uh strong look, run look yeah. For this. yeah for acknowledging acknowledging issues such as poverty alcoholism and sexuality mm-hmm. this national book award winner was challenged in school curriculums because of profanity and situations that were deemed sexually explicit now are you familiar with this yeah, uh, so Rolling Stone did. We we've displayed this. Uh, I've done a display a few times based off of Rolling Stone's like top forty YA books before, and this is one of them uh, that's on there. We have a copy of this as well. Uh, drama by oh Raina Telgemeier. Raina Telgemeier. Uh, this Stonewall Honor Award winning twenty twelve graphic novel from an acclaimed cartoonist was challenged and banned in school libraries because it includes LGBT characters and was considered confusing. I got God forbid it should <laughs> yeah. make people ask questions. Yeah. But, um, now, I, I know you've read this. Uh-huh. I've read her other things, but I mm-hmm. no, I don't think I've read this one. Okay. So wh- what is it? What's it about? Uh, it's fine. I didn't love the book. Okay. But uh, it's just the story of a girl who works, ba- who, who spends backstage, uh, spends her time backstage during a play. She likes doing all the like the backstage oh, stuff okay. um, and helping the play. But she also has a crush. And her friend is coming out okay i think i can't totally it's been so long that was like one of the first things i read when i got here okay but yeah okay. so so you think it's i mean that's it it's just just that yeah there's someone's coming out yeah no there's gay characters in okay it, so well what do you think why confusing do you think it's just because of uh the kite runner i i'm pretty sure some parents are like oh i thought this was calvin hobbs oh, they, and then i tripped on the, the nightstand they, they thought it was calvin <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> That's my impression of a... Well, that, I mean, that would be surprising. <laughs> you keep waiting for the tiger to show up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nothing. Yeah, she keeps coming home and the yeah. tiger doesn't bust through yeah, the door. Yeah, he's not coming anywhere. <laughs> so, so that's, yeah, that would be yeah. confusing. I got nothing but mad props for Calvin Hobbes, though. You know what I don't like? Oh, no. If, it's those, a, if you burn Calvin and Hobbes right now... No, no. Yeah. Those decals of Calvin peeing on things... Yeah, they're not like official. Calvin peeing on, like, the Jeep Anything. logo or something. Yeah. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't like Screw this. you, Ford. I, yeah, I don't like I don't <laughs> like it. Calvin's a Toyota boy. And I don't get it. Yeah. The Kite Runner, written by Khaled Hosseini, the critically yeah. acclaimed multi-generational novel, was challenged and banned because it includes sexual violence and was thought to lead to terrorism and promote Islam. Uh, Yikes. Where is this being challenged? Um, uh, oh, I remember when this one came out. Go ahead. You want me to do it, George? George, I was going to do it. Okay, I was just getting in the car, George. So long. Written for elementary age children, this uh, Lambda Literary Award winner was challenged and banned because it includes a transgender child. Mm-hmm. Written by Alex Gino. Yeah, I remember when this one came out mm-hmm. and we added it to our collection and everything. I, I did. I sort of wondered if we'd hear anything, if anybody would question it heard or nothing about I, it. I heard not a yeah. thing. Not a thing. Uh, you know how I ban books I don't want to read? I just don't read them. Wow. So. Well. Uh, that's a good way yeah it's a good way to do it yeah uh yeah remember that one it was banned books week and somebody wanted the kids to stop reading neverwhere 
by Neil Gaiman. No. And she like, she didn't even like, obviously she, either she knew and was celebrating banned books week <laughs> or she didn't know. And she's clueless. Anyways, it, it bothered me. Oh, Neverwhere was okay. I, yeah. I don't really know. They didn't like Neverwhere. All right. Uh, sex is a funny word. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> sure is. Uh, written by Corey Silverberg and illustrated by Fiona Smith. Mm-hmm. Well, the 2015 informational children's book written by certified sex educator was challenged because it addresses sex education and is believed to lead to children to want to have sex or ask questions about sex. <laughs> Don't you want children to ask questions about sex? Isn't that... Wouldn't you rather they like ask their parents and... Wouldn't I rather? I mean, no. I'm just I, mean. I don't have kids. That's just such a weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. All no, right. it's dumb. Okay. Yeah. If anytime it's like it promoted the children to ask questions, yeah. think for themselves. Uh, I'm watching that Vietnam documentary and watching the country just split in two in a way that we've never recovered from. Yeah. So reading something like that, where it's like they challenge asking questions and stuff, I'm like, oh, it's all back to Vietnam. Man, we got to get you into something fun. Yeah, you I gotta, gotta watch. Have you ever watched Mad About You? That's pretty fun. <laughs> It's a pretty fun show. But then I'm going to be like, oh, man, this is where the country really split. Uh, over Mad About You? Yeah. yeah. When when the uh, when it was canceled. Yeah. I'm sure. The country never recovered. It's a hard time. All right. I haven't read this book. I keep meaning to, but I'm bad at reading. Take it away. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, written by Harper mm. Lee. Yeah. Pulitzer Prize winning novel considered an American classic was challenged and banned because of violence and its use of the N-word. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean, I, I have read this book. Oh. It's a weird. It's weird. I mean, it's a, it's a strange one to be challenged. I guess I guess I don't really understand most of these, but I I don't know. To Kill a Mockingbird, it just seems yeah. like yeah. I don't know. Sorry, man. I don't know. I mean, it seems like an important book to read. Seems like just get over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Hate You Give, written yeah. by Angie Thomas. So this yeah. this is one that since it's come out has not not left the young adult bestseller yeah. list. It's one big basically is, every award this is I one mean, it's, i think it won like a, a grammy and a people's choice award <laughs> despite winning multiple awards and being the most searched yeah. book on goodreads during its debut year this ya novel was challenged and banned in school libraries and uh, curriculums because it was considered uh pervasive uh what is it pervasively uh, vulgar and vulgar of drug use profanity and offensive language however it's about a girl standing up because her friend was shot mm. uh during uh you know, a police shooting. Yeah. And so I think they're, they're like, uh, there, yeah. they said, they said the S word. Yeah. That's why we're banning it. Yeah. That's the S word. Not yeah. because of anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's politically charged and there's, there's things in here that you can sort of hide behind and say, Oh no, yeah. no, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right about yeah. that. And tango makes three. Is that true? I don't know how many it takes to tango. I think it takes two. Oh, I thought it takes two to make the thing all right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right about uh, By that. Peter Parnell and Justin Richardson, illustrated by Henry Cole, returning after a brief hiatus from the top 10 most challenged list, this ALA notable children's book, published in 20, uh, 2005, was challenged and labeled because it features a same-sex relationship. All right. I Am Jazz, written by Jessica Herthel and Jazz Jennings and illustrated by Shelley McNichols. This autobiographical picture book... Uh, co-written by the 13-year-old protagonist was challenged because it addresses gender identity. I think it's that urge to like... I mean, if you want to make... Making your own decisions about like how what you're mm-hmm. going to expose your children to, I think... Right. Uh, is is your right as a parent but like to take it that next step and say like nobody can do yeah. this like nobody can read this i think is just plenty of books that i like have scenes or things in them that make me uncomfortable yeah but i'm not going to then i, I can't get into it i um, mean i've yeah. i've experienced where i've read things i've read like ya things mm-hmm. that i you know come across some things that i think like like will teens like is that appropriate yeah. for a teen you know what i mean like right. I, i've had i've had times where i've like 
in my own mind, it's, it's made me sort of think about like how, like what I want my son to read that when he's that age, like, and that, that, that can be, that can be challenging, but I just don't think the answer is like, just black this off of the earth. Just yeah. get rid of all copies of this book. It's just, it's an insane, yeah. it's an insane thing. Yeah. I feel like the thing to do with that sort of thing is to it's so backwards, well, it's, just lean into it and discuss it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like gain knowledge yeah. and like, Pass on that knowledge. So if it's children that you're worried it's, about, those children have the capabilities to be discerning and have perspective to understand these things right. rather than just saying, you know, forget it's, it, it's gone. It's the same thing. If parents are like, oh, this is this book's too sexy. I don't want teens reading this book. And then they just make a big deal out of it. Of course, teens are going to read it. It's the same reason I don't retweet when somebody says something very stupid yeah. and then comment on it. Right. Because like that's just going to put more eyes yeah. on the stupid thing. Yeah. So like stupid parents, right. if you're upset about this one thing, just shut up. You're just, you're help. <laughs> you're helping, uh, you're helping who you think is wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, that's true. Sorry. That's, I told that's parents a... to shut up again. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good point in a, in a messy way to make guess, a good yeah. point because what you're saying is true. Maybe any, I do. Anytime you, anytime you pull something aside and you're like, this is bad. Like mm-hmm. that's one person yeah. holding that book up. And if you're going to get a legion of people behind you doing the same thing mm-hmm. and suddenly where nobody was paying attention, yeah. you have a crowd of people holding up a book that yeah. has now become something that we all talk about. It's the reason yeah. why, why anybody has read the Da Vinci code. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. it is, you know, like at the time it was just this huge scandal. And so yeah. then everybody read the book and now like, Dan Brown owns a couple of houses because yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so good job, everybody. Yes, the point yeah. you're trying to make is a good one, that in doing this, you're only elevating it. Yeah. So there are better ways to handle <laughs> it, ways that that don't have to like infringe on how other people are yeah. living their life. So I'm read all these books right now. You know, I'm probably not. The cliche that knowledge is power is ooh. is yeah. exactly right. You know, So yeah. like get some and then use that <laughs> power wisely. Yeah. We should just do an inspirational poli- poster that says knowledge and then get some yeah <laughs> well <laughs> so wouldn't be the worst yeah wouldn't be the worst i'll tell you that <laughs> uh we we currently have a display of challenge books uh in the library here so yeah. you can take a look at that um we have the list and we have some lists uh, posted around the library as well of some uh, uh perennially banned books around yeah. so if you're curious and want to know more about the topic we can certainly help you with that and I of love course an uh, internet search will find you these things too and we'll be glad to get yeah. these in your hands if you want any and all of them yeah i love when fahrenheit 451 is challenged oh yeah I'm like yeah. oh so you actually haven't read yeah, this book you, you don't get it at all yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go yeah all right well you can find more on uh, ala.org uh, or or many different different places around the internet yeah. and we'll we'll retweet some of these as well so uh you have but to look at our Twitter page, and you can find you have but to look about all of all these right. things. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for our spotlight. I think you yeah. want to talk a little bit about library news. We already mentioned History Week and all that. Uh, I can tell you that the book clubs are. We're currently we're wrapping up on uh, Farewell to Arms, which is the twenty seventh. Uh, we're finishing up Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. We're going to meet on that for October third. Mm-hmm. Real informal. We just kind of sit down and chat about it. It's not a Nobody's put on the spot. It's not a list of <laughs> questions. It's just like, what did you think? What did you think? You know, some people are very talkative. Some people don't talk much at all, and that's fine. So join us for a book club. Some people are ghosts, and they can't speak, oh, like even though they buddy. wish. Ghost yeah, buddy Ghost Buddy's there. Uh, we're starting Needful Things, which is the first of a two-part Stephen King book club we're doing over October. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do Needful Things and then The Dead Zone back-to-back mm-hmm. uh, and have a little uh, Stephen King giveaway with the books uh, yeah. Nick th- that we're collecting uh, here. And switched uh, Needful Things after Cujo was 
was reviewed by some people as I didn't panic. Grotesquely gruesome. Cujo was the one that was originally right. suggested, uh-huh. and then when I brought it to the book club, most of them had already read it. Oh, so okay. even if it wasn't that it yeah. was gruesome, I probably would have switched it anyway because when the majority but that was when Stephen it, King was in like a cocaine fuel, pretty much, yeah, uh, binge. Yeah, right, yeah, and they all were like, "Oh, yeah. this is the most gruesome book ever." So yeah. we were like, "Well." Uh, to tie in with Castle Rock and all yeah. that, we thought we'd do Needful Things, which was another patron pick. So mm-hmm. uh, it all worked out. So, yes, need, says, Needful Things in Dead Zone. King says he likes the book and he wishes he could remember writing parts of it. But of, he, just of Cujo. he just can't remember, right? Crazy. He said, yeah, that's the that's one where he like crazy. woke up and Cujo was on the typewriter. Yeah. He's like, what? Well, we've got some yeah. uh, we've got some Halloween events coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have to arrange a time Steve for the, the Queen of Halloween to join us. Uh, yeah. On the old podcast, so S- Sally, Sally Murphy, yeah, Sally. yep, yep, Sally Murphy, yeah. Sally Murphy Jacoby, I guess we should say, yeah, who's now uh, moved away from us, and we miss her. So come back. Anything you want, Sally, wanna come s- back. Anything you want to say, library news wise? You can blame it all on me. Uh, okay, Arcade Tuesdays every Tuesday, three o'clock. Teen nights every Wednesday, five thirty, and. October 5th, we're showing Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh. Or is it a Star Wars story, Solo? It's Solo, Solo, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. You can find out all the cool things. How to get his jacket. How to get his name. You know what? I like it. Yeah. I like the movie. Yeah. I don't care who knows it. No, I know. Oh, okay. It's th- yeah, this one's an easy one to cool. like. Very unchallenging. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what uh, it's like. You Knowledge. It, no, no, no. Get some. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, now I need to know. You you enjoyed it, didn't you? Solo, uh, I would have enjoyed it more again as if, if it, it was original, original characters. characters but I remember that. Yeah. That's right. a really Get in here. We're gonna we're gonna do a picture. I'm in right. a bad mood today. Lean in here. Uh, am I what are we? Yeah, we're doing we're taking a picture, a picture yeah, on air. Yeah, we're taking a picture on air and then we're gonna tweet it so everybody knows. Yeah, uh, you're just, you're taking a picture of your mic stand. I'm not trying to. I wish Okay. Okay, there we go. That that was for you listeners. Yeah. This is a sloppy episode. <laughs> You're sloppy. <laughs> sloppy Joe. What? All right, that's going to do sloppy it for this Joe, week's episode of the All the Book sloppy Show. Sloppy Joe now. We'll see you next week.